0: Welcome to the Biology of Trauma Podcast, the show that provides professionals with the knowledge and tools for effective science based solutions for the trauma healing journey. I am your host, Dr. Amy, and I've done the hard work so you can stop your in the searching, have a roadmap for your own work, and be able to help others more powerfully. Welcome to this episode of the Biology of Trauma Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Amy, and this podcast is going to answer a very important question. What if you're not sure you've had trauma? If you are a fellow professional, we are often helping others with their traumas. But have you wondered if you have trauma too? It is sometimes easier to recognize others' trauma, but what about our own? Rhonda is one of those people. She is a policewoman in Chicago. Already, the rest of us know she's had trauma, (laughs) but that's not what she saw. She didn't think that what she had experienced was trauma. I first met Rhonda when she took my 21-day journey. She continued on to be trained to become a mentor for the 21-day journey and is now in the advanced professional certificate training to become a biology of trauma professional. Rhonda has been working for 23 years as a police officer. She wasn't even wondering if she had trauma. She knew she didn't. Does that sound familiar? Have you said that before? (laughs) And tell, something happened that completely changed her perspective. Throughout the episode, I will pause her story and point out key principles that I don't want you to miss if you're wondering how to know if you have had trauma in your life. There are four parts to this episode. In the first part, we will learn the signs of stored, unaddressed trauma. In part two, we will cover what is trauma. Part three the first step of releasing stored trauma, and four, how professionals healing begins with us. I can't wait for you to meet Rhonda, so let's dive in.
1: I am Rhonda Anderson. I am from Chicago, lifelong resident, and I am currently a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner and also a 23-year veteran of police department, current supervisor for almost seven years now. I live with my longtime boyfriend of nine years, and he's a wonderful, supportive man who's been fantastic through my whole journey. My whole life, everybody saw me as super high energy, and I helped create a charity race for our Police Memorial Foundation for Officers Killed in the Line of Duty. And I was interviewed on TV multiple times for that. And one of the anchors actually gave me an energizer bunny, like the, the pink stuffed energizer. Like, <laughs> yeah, he said, this is for you because you are the energizer bunny. How do you do all of this? <laughs> so it wasn't just my friends. It was people that I didn't even know that were noticing this trait in me. Right. So. I was that person that like my Instagram account was adrenaline junkie. I was always chasing that like next exciting thing to do. What else can I explore? Adventure, you know, just go, go, go. I also worked multiple jobs since I was 14 years old. And it's funny now that I have a different perspective on things going back like, hmm, isn't that interesting? As Dr. Amy would say, why did I throw myself into all this work at such a young age and then have to stay busy all the time? because I was that person, I was always, always busy. I was the one that was coordinating events. I was go, 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 ultra busy. And then late 2019 happened. And I refer to this as my greatest gift that I obviously didn't know was a gift at the time. I had a bad reaction to a vaccine and knocked me on my butt. And people say, you know, the car goes from zero to 60. And I went from 60 to zero in like 3.5 seconds. I went from like running and going to the gym every day to, I could barely make it 20 feet from the couch to the bathroom. And if you pulled up a list of symptoms, like I had it all. My big realization that I something was very wrong was when I couldn't recall my sister's names. I have two sisters and I was like, oh yeah, don't, get, and it was for a long time. I'm like, what are their names again? And at that point, I went to the doctor, conventional doctor, and I was told, okay, well, you might have ALS, MS, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, rheumatoid arthritis, all of them or some of them. And there's really not much we can do for you. I can start trialing medications. And I was like, eh, pump the brakes. Absolutely not. Like, I am not going to end up in a wheelchair. And no, this I am not accepting this. Absolutely not. So then I channeled my inner science geek. I've also been a lifelong learner. My most recent degree was uh, was master's in science from University of Chicago. So I went into total nerd mode, went down the rabbit hole, started researching all things functional medicine, all things alternative. And I was so resistant because I was that, you know, girl, the pill for an ill, and this is what the doctor says, the what trust the white coat, right? And I, you know, I eventually got over that and did this deep dive, found a Lyme literate nurse practitioner who got me back on my feet after spending almost seven months off work on the couch. And during that time, like I said, did this deep dive, became a summit junkie. And that's where I found Dr. Amy. <laughs> and what blew my mind about Dr. Amy, and I had already evolved, like I was getting more energy back. I was doing much better. I felt like shifts in my body. But... She was like, trauma. And I'm like, trauma? don't have trauma.
0: Trauma? I don't have trauma. A lot of us can relate to that statement, right? Have you ever heard yourself say that? I know for me, there was a time you couldn't convince me that I had any trauma. After all, I was a high-performing professional. Surely that meant I didn't have any trauma, right? Let's take a look at what are the signs of stored trauma. The way we identify trauma is not by looking at the past, It's actually by looking at the present. Do you get irritable? Do you snap? Do you get angry easily in your personal life? Do you have health conditions that are unexplained or that are chronic or that are inflammation-based? The thing is, trauma shows up in ways we often weren't taught to identify. There are three main ways to identify stored trauma. One, your body sensations, just an overall heaviness, exhaustion, You don't wanna get out of bed in the morning to face your day. Two, there are thoughts of overwhelm, like you notice yourself having the thought of, oh, I can't do this anymore. And number three, your physical health. Often we are going too fast to even slow down and recognize these signs. For Rhonda, her sudden health crash was a major sign that there was something going on beneath the surface. After all, she went from Energizer Bunny to seven months on the couch from 60 miles per hour to zero miles per hour, as she says. This health crash was a big sign that there was underlying stored trauma, because that is the biology of trauma. That's the physiology of trauma, these kinds of health crashes. A major health crash changes our world, especially when it is so sudden. Sometimes there is no apparent gradual onset. Now, that doesn't mean that things haven't been building up on a cellular level. We just haven't been aware of it. So, Our body communicates with us in forms of disease and symptoms until we listen. The more we can pay attention and identify these signs of stored trauma, the more we will know what is really going on in our health and our body. Rhonda started digging for answers, and the answers were quite unexpected for her, although they were always there to begin with. The things that we are the most
1: resistant to are the things we need the most. And that's how I was with that trauma piece. I was in complete denial. I don't have trauma. Now I look back and I have literally pages of timelines that I've written of the traumas that I've had in my life that have gone, you know, unaddressed, which are some major traumas, some little T's, but also some very big T's that I didn't even realize I had. Here I am 23 years as a police officer. And what do we see every day? Nobody is inviting you over to celebrate grandma's 90th birthday and giving you a piece of cake. We are getting called to the people's most, the worst days of their life, like the most tragic things they've been robbed. There's been, you know, terrible accidents. It's always a tragedy. It's nothing fun. So we pick up this vicarious trauma that we're not even aware of. And just to survive the day-to-day going job to job, we just are conditioned to smash that down and suppress it and compartmentalize it. And you can't think about it. When I started working on myself, I realized like I was that person that had like too much came at me for too fast uh, after having too little for too long. And it was just like a big swirl of different factors that created this like, you know, entire collapse. But like I said, it was my greatest gift. So once I started going down the rabbit hole on trauma, (laughs) following Dr. Amy for a while, I started getting curious and I'm looking back and looking at an ACE score. Oh, what's this? Oh, wow. Look at my ACE score. (laughs) Um, I grew up in a neighborhood that was riddled with gangs. It was unsafe. We moved my sophomore year of high school after we got shot at a few blocks from my house. And no, that's not a trauma. Um, Multiple miscarriages, not a trauma. Uh, Best friend killed while fighting a fire, not a trauma. Multiple car accidents, including being ejected from a vehicle. None of those were traumas to me. Right. Our culture overall, and especially first responder and military culture, it just leads into you have to especially being a female. You have to have this exterior of toughness. One of my biggest points that I try to convey to the officers is that the understanding and this has become so crystal clear for me in the past three years that your head is not separate from your body and we've been taught mental mental health mental illness mental wellness no as we know now like the brain gut connection and you know the neurotransmitters and all of these beautiful things it's all working as a beautiful symphony and our bodies want to heal they want to get back to homeostasis they they have the ability to heal as long as we remove blockages and it's just trying to get that message to them that it shouldn't be a stigma because it's not all in your head it's
0: literally In your body, it's in your tissues. What is trauma? Trauma is not just in your head. It's in your body. It becomes your biology. So what is trauma then? Rhonda mentions that looking back, it did feel too much too fast and too little for too long that led to her health crash, her collapse. That is exactly what trauma is. The experiences of too much too fast or too little for too long these experiences of the body. We were taught, yes, to look at the past and at events to determine if we had trauma, but trauma is not an event. Trauma is the experience of overwhelm in our autonomic nervous system. Although this experience of overwhelm might occur around an event, it is not about the event. Trauma is the experience of overwhelm of our body So regardless of whether or not we can identify experiences that would have caused overwhelm, the signs of stored trauma are what we look to determine if it is there. Trauma is anything that for any reason at that time overwhelmed our body. It really does come down to your biology. It's the biology of your autonomic nervous system. It's the physiology of your nervous system on a cellular level. That is what determines whether today, whether this event Whether your next big thing in life will just be a stress for you, or it will become too much too fast, or just be too long and you go into the freeze response or the trauma response and are overwhelmed. The autonomic nervous system is designed to keep us alive, and that's exactly what it does. That is its whole purpose. And it has certain mechanisms built in to do that, including the trauma response, There are three states of that autonomic nervous system. Depending on what's going on will depend on which state we are in. The parasympathetic state, which is our state of calm aliveness. And then there is the sympathetic state, which is our high activation, high energy stress response. And then there is this third state, which is also our survival state. And it is where we shut down in order to survive. And we call that the dorsal vagal or freeze response. This is the trauma response of the body. And the body does not experience trauma without going into this dorsal vagal or freeze response. That is, that is the trauma response of the body. Many people never fully come out of the trauma response so that they are chronically living their life now, feeling disconnected. They feel like they're just going through their day. Mindlessly, they're they're living in a daze. They just go through the motions of life. We all experience this state at times. Yet we have not yet understood it or known the tools that we have to help our bodies come through it and not get stuck there. We'll get to those tools in just a bit. So trauma is our nervous system saying, "Ah, I I don't know if I'm going to make it. Let me shut down because this is so scary." so terrifying. I'm going to shut down in order to try to survive. This is what the body does to help us survive. It isn't a choice that we make. It wasn't that you were weak. It wasn't about any of that. This was your body. This was your autonomic nervous system doing its thing, doing its best in the moment at that time to make sure you survived. Now, we want to get out of survival mode, though. We don't want to stay in survival mode. We want to get to thriving and joy. So the good news is, the story doesn't end there. As Rhonda says, her health crash ended up being her greatest gift. What? Mm, Let's hear why. My boyfriend dropped a fork
1: behind me in the kitchen, and I jumped up like I had PTSD. And I realized at that point, The Lyme, something was because I had gotten diagnosed with Lyme and mold. um, Something was reactivating and it was affecting what I thought probably vagus nerve because, you know, all in my head trying to analyze everything. And I had seen advertisements for the 21 day journey and I actually was going. My doctor had recommended to do a retreat that weekend. So I went to the retreat. I'm like, okay, I'm fasting for three days. I am not going to look at my cell phone. And the first night I came in the room and I'm like, okay, I'm going to shut the cell phone off. Went to shut it off completely. And I'm like, for whatever reason, I got this message, like check, check your email. I looked at one email and it was sign up by midnight for the 21 day journey. (laughs) This will change your life. And I'm like, I'm doing this. There's a reason why I picked up this phone. I feel like there's no coincidences. So I signed up and you know that program has been so life-changing for me. Like I said, it was a safe container where it was okay to ask for help. There was no judgments. And by allowing myself to relinquish the control I felt like I always needed over every aspect of my life, I also was able to, it gave me more control in the end, control over my nervous system and, con- and more Ways to regulate and ways to drop out of that, you know, that hyper vigilant state that in my job, that's all we do. It's you're constantly on alert, you're constantly scanning for threats. This sense of relaxation that's just undescribable unless you do it yourself. Through the 21 day journey, I was able to acknowledge all of these things that I had been suppressing for years, and things were coming up, but they were also coming up in a safe way. They were getting addressed in very small increments where nothing was ever
0: overwhelming. Rhonda took a 21-day journey and found it life-changing. Why might the 21-day journey be life-changing? It's because we work through the essential sequence of releasing stored trauma. We do this using somatic work, which is connecting with our body, putting our mind's attention on the different experiences and sensations of the body, We then do an exercise, a movement, and we notice what changes in our system as we do that. You begin to get to know your own nervous system on a really intimate level. You become an expert in your own nervous system, learning to track and identify which state are you in. One of those three states, you're always in one of those three states at a given moment and being able to recognize which state you are in. Now, not only which state are you in, but learning how to shift your state. We call that regulate, but shifting is not only just shifting your emotional state. You are learning to shift your whole physiology state so that you are literally changing your physiology, the operating system of your body in that moment to one of health and calm aliveness. We create a felt sense of safety in our body to come out of the trauma response. The trauma response has to start with safety. And that's where we start with the 21 day journey. We then move into a felt sense of support. Why? Because our body needs to come out of the stress response after it comes out of the trauma response. And to do that, it needs a felt sense of support. And then we experience calm aliveness and we work on expansion and increasing our window of tolerance so that we don't have to always live so small. What does the body need to come out of trauma? The first step, we stabilize our system to come out of the trauma response with a felt sense of safety, coming back to a place of calm aliveness. I'm okay. I am safe right here, right now. And that is where the body can begin to heal. This was just the beginning for Rhonda. She is a real world changer and is out there changing the world. I would love for you to listen to what she's doing in the Chicago police department.
1: I am still working as a police officer. 23 years this month, I'm in a supervisory position, and I am actually trying to bring some of these tools to my officers because it's very much needed. It's changed my life in so many positive ways, and I know that they all need it, and it won't only help them. It'll also help the community at large. Every aspect of law enforcement will be helped by this. This this should be taught in kindergarten to everybody. <laughs> So I call myself one of Dr. Amy's disciples, and I'm out there trying to, you know, to, to preach the the biology of trauma. And I love how she's just brought it all together. You know, it, it lets my my science geek connect with my body and you know the more esoteric things with the physical. Her program just resonates so much with me. It's really been a beautiful thing. And just also being in a space with other practitioners. From all different backgrounds and different places in the world, just really, I'm like a sponge, just absorbing like all of this knowledge and us bouncing things back and forth off each other. It's just, a, it's such a great experience. I'm in the advanced track right now, and it's been really amazing connecting with all of these uh, different practitioners from different, you know, modalities and just learning what they're doing with their clients and the progress they've seen and just sharing different you know, methods and modalities and ideas has been, it's been worth every penny and every second spent on it. I am trying to create some type of program for officers on a wider scale to kind of introduce them to this work, introduce them to more healthy options across the board, along with the somatic work. And As far as my personal business, I would like to grow my client base and continue to teach people how to heal themselves like I learned how to heal myself officers going from call to call to call and in a busy metropolitan area like there's no downtime you're literally going from like a terrible car accident and then you're going to a domestic where somebody may have you know beaten their husband or their child and then you're going to a person shot and it's just non-stop for nine hours a day and That was one of my aha moments when Dr. Amy was teaching us about you need to be able to have the movement and you need to be able to ride the wave of stress all the way through the completion of the stress cycle, and I'm like, no wonder we're all so messed up and we have such a high suicide rate and officers once they retire, you know, only live a few years historically. It's because we're not processing any of this. We're stuffing it all down, and on top of it, like we're not processing. We don't have the time to allow ourselves to fully process and and complete that cycle. So just, I have so many, so many ideas, but also so many questions and so many insights about ways that we can implement this. It's, yeah, (laughs) a lot of work to be done. (laughs) We also recently had a policy put in for foot chases where we're not allowed to chase criminals on foot. <laughs> we can't chase them in cars and now we can't chase them on foot. And I thought about right away when they did this policy, I was like, Dr. Amy teaches about thwarted movement. And in order to appropriately you know, complete the startle and then the stress response, you have to have movement. So if you see somebody commit a crime and you wanna go chase after them, and you're able to run, okay, now you're getting that adrenaline dump that's moving through you because you're running after them, whether you catch them or not, you're you're getting that movement in your body. So you can ride the wave of that stress response. Whereas now you're not allowed. So you get this adrenaline surge and now you, your movement is literally thwarted. So I wonder about the ramifications of that down the line and then trying to teach officers, like, what can we do instead of running after somebody if we're not allowed to, because, I mean, we can be like the zebra in the wild and stand out there and shake, but the public would probably be very, very concerned if they saw a police officers standing out there shaking, thinking we were having seizures or something until this becomes mainstream. I mean, that's that's where we need to go with this. But yeah, just like little, like things that insights that I've learned just from from taking these classes and applying it to like what I do on a daily basis. I mean, there's so, there's so many applications for it. So many. Doing this work has made me not only a better police officer, but also a better leader. And like I said, a better listener. Just in my personal life, I don't get
0: aggravated anymore. Rhonda doing the work made her a better leader and a better police officer. When it comes to becoming the best professionals we can be, it really does start with us doing our own work. Healing begins with me. As a practitioner in the health industry, I found the same principle to be true, that all healing really does need to begin with me. In order for me to be at my best, in order for me to serve in a powerful way, I needed to be coming from my own healing self, not my trauma self, that was getting into burnout, that was being triggered by patients and clients and their energy, I needed to do my own work so that I was consistently coming from a healing place and could more powerfully help them move from their trauma place into their healing place. Everything I teach now is something that I have learned experientially. I do my own healing journey. Still, I'm still on my healing journey and now I get to lead professionals through this 21 day journey, the same journey I went through myself, except an accelerated version of it to teach those skills and knowledge to you in order to help you be coming from your healing self. Like Rhonda, Rhonda, Many of the people and professionals who go through the 21 day journey end up getting so excited about what they're learning about their own body that they want to apply this to the work that they do. Rhonda began the professional certification course to become a biology of trauma professional in order to have more knowledge and tools for addressing stored trauma in the body. You can't stop her from talking about this work now. She's out there doing amazing things in her work. I cannot wait to see what she has in store for the future. I cannot wait to see what you have in store for your future. Let's hear some final thoughts from her.
1: The calm aliveness, that is really what it's all about, is having that sense of calm aliveness and just that knowledge that you have the tools to regulate yourself if something comes up when you're going to a high stress situation and you just take that. Moment to pause, sink into yourself, and really listen. It's really a gift. We our bodies have this beautiful capacity to heal anything. and we just have to remove the barriers, the blockages, and allow the healing to come in. And this work has really allowed me to peel more layers of the onion. And so that's why I think it's my greatest gift because if I never was forced to
0: take that pause, I don't know where I would be today. Rhonda's health crash ended up being her greatest gift. Wow. Now that's a powerful statement. Have you had an experience like that in your life where something that was challenging ended up being a great gift? Through that experience, Rhonda learned how to connect with her body and remove the block so that her body could heal. If you are not sure whether or not you have had trauma, listening to Rhonda's story can help provide clues into your own journey And in this episode, we covered what trauma is on a biology level, those three states of the nervous system, and what signs can help you identify if you have stored trauma. We also covered the first step to connect with your body through somatic work and take a journey to become an expert in your own autonomic nervous system and learn how to shift those states. As professionals, we know that healing begins with us and we can only take others as far as we have come ourselves. It can be hard at first to realize the stored trauma we have, but understanding the signs and the biology of trauma is that first step. If you are curious about whether or not you have stored trauma, I invite you to learn more. Lean into it. Don't shy away from it. Lean into it. And maybe it'll be the right time for you to join me for a 21-day journey. As we say around here, ah, be open to the possibilities. I'm your host, Dr. Amy, and I will see you on the next episode. Thank you for joining me today. If you enjoyed today's show, be sure to subscribe. We definitely will learn, laugh, and sometimes cry together on this healing journey. And you won't want to miss an episode. Give my podcast five stars. Share it with a friend or colleague if you felt an impact as it truly helps get the word out and breaking the paradigm of how we do trauma work. I look forward to seeing you back here next week. Until then, this is your host, Dr. Amy, sending you lots of love.